In the summer of 1986, as a part of my beginning uh, Navy training, I participated in an aviation survival course. And one of the things that we learned was land navigation. The group I was a part of had the better part of a day to get from where we were to a very specific place. I learned very quickly that if you are lost, you need three things. You need your location, you need a destination, and you had to have a means for navigation. Location, destination, navigation. Where are you? Where do you want to go? And how are you going to get there? We didn't have cell phones in 1986. We didn't have Siri. We didn't have Google Maps. Uh, we had no idea at all where we were, with the exception that we were somewhere on an Air Force base in the panhandle of Florida. Uh, we were told by radio that we had to go to a lake and we would know that we were at the right lake because there was only a road on the north side of the lake. And we were also informed by radio that we were due west of that lake. Didn't know how far. We were just due west of the lake. Um, uh, so uh, now we had our destination and we had our location all we needed was a means for navigation, and all naval airmen carry a compass. Location, destination, navigation. Piece of cake. Yeah, that day turned out to be a whole lot longer than I ever thought it was going to be. And I was reminded that being lost is not a lot of fun. There's a story about a man that Jesus met. He wasn't on a training exercise at all, but I think that he knew that he was lost. It's a story of someone who, in order to become unlost, starts over in a way that you and I wouldn't necessarily expect. It's a story of how to start over by following Jesus. Maybe you've heard this story before. It's found in one of the eyewitnesses' accounts of the life of Jesus. It's written by a man named Luke. And Luke tells it this way. Starting in Luke 19, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region. And he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He's gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I've cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. 
Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Having heard the story now, let me give you a little bit of background that anyone who heard that or was there when that story took place would most surely be aware of. The area of the world that Jesus lived in was occupied by uh, the Romans. And in governing, they collected taxes, and they did so by using people who lived there. In the story, Zacchaeus is a chief tax collector. That means he supervises all the people who actually collect the taxes. He knew how much Rome wanted. He knew how much he wanted. And he also was more than well aware of how much the guys who collected taxes for him also wanted. So to help you understand how your tax formula would have worked if you lived in Zacchaeus region uh, during the time of Jesus, the amount that Rome wanted plus the amount that Zacchaeus wanted plus the amount that the guys who actually collected the taxes wanted was your tax formula. That's how it worked. If there was ever a perfect villain character for a story, it's the chief tax collector. Zacchaeus is the sheriff of Nottingham of Luke 19. That's how to look at this. He has power, and he has influence, and he is very, very wealthy. He has more than almost anyone around him. So you and I would probably think that he's set. He doesn't really have anyone to fear. He has just about everything he would want or need, and he should be satisfied with life, but it doesn't seem as though he is. Something is missing. Did you hear the story that I heard? Did you pick up on those things? What is it about Jesus that makes this successful businessman leave his office and run to wherever it is that Jesus is going to be walking by just so that he can see him? And when he can't see him, what is it about Jesus that makes this successful businessman climb a tree just to get Jesus in his view? And what is it about Jesus that has this man setting aside the security of unjust profit for the humility of having this man in his home? I think Zacchaeus actually is frustrated. He has everything but not enough. I think everyone knows him, but nobody wants to be with him. I think he wants things to change, but he doesn't know how to do it. I think he wants to be in a different place in life, but he doesn't know how to get there. I think Zacchaeus is lost. He may know where he is, 
but I don't think that he knows who he is. Remember, in order to become unlost, you have to have three things. You have to have a location. You have to know where you are. You have to have a destination. You have to have some place that you want to go. And you have to have a means of navigation, a guide, a map, a way to tell you this is how you can get there. When Jesus invites himself to Zacchaeus' home, the people are not just surprised. They're actually kind of mad. They're ticked off. And they begin to complain. They begin to mutter or mumble amongst themselves. Uh, they think they know who Zacchaeus is. And for whatever reason, Jesus doesn't. They think they know who Jesus is. And when Jesus goes with Zacchaeus, they say, wait, you're not supposed to do that. That's not what a man of your stature, of your ability, of your, your reputation would do. He's horrible, Zacchaeus is. He's notorious, he's a sinner. Now what they said about Zacchaeus may very well be true. But they're very confused by what Jesus is doing. Zacchaeus is more than likely lost. But I think they are too. People often do things like this. Sometimes we tend to believe that um, the, the people that we like, Jesus likes, and the people that we hate, Jesus hates. We're surprised when someone who doesn't look like us and doesn't act like us and doesn't live like us, and, and, and quite frankly, someone that wouldn't want to have anything to do with Jesus, Jesus actually wants to have a lot to do with them. And we're even more surprised when they follow Jesus. When that happens, it's not a small or consequential, inconsequential thing. When that happens, I think God, in a lot of ways, is trying to get our attention. This is an altogether different place than most of us have ever been. Jesus is doing what you and I don't expect him to do. He's not where we thought he would be. If Jesus isn't where I thought he's supposed to be, then the next most logical question is, where am I? Following Jesus or starting over is not being confident that Jesus is where you are. It's you being sure that you are where he is. It's about location, your spiritual location. So my question to you is this. Where are you right now? Spiritually speaking, where are you right now? Where are you in relation to Jesus? Zacchaeus came to see Jesus. Jesus came to be with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was hoping to get just a glimpse of Jesus. Jesus was hoping to have a relationship with Zacchaeus. Jesus is always wanting more for us than I think we want for ourselves. We'll, we will settle sometimes for the easy thing, but Jesus wants to give us the good 
thing, the eternal thing. Do you want a good day or a good life? Jesus said that Zacchaeus was a true son of Abraham. The people believed that Abraham was with God. That is the place to be. The context of lost here isn't necessarily of a person who is condemned, but someone who's just not in the right place. They're in the wrong place. Therefore, they're lost. Zacchaeus needs to go where Jesus wants him to go. Starting over or following Jesus is not about a one-time event where Jesus walks by. Starting over is about about a decision to go where Jesus is going. It's about a destination. You know where you are, but you're not in a but if you're not in a good place, then what's the point? You see? If you want to be unlost, you need a location and a destination. So my question to you now is, where do you want to be? Do you want to be where you are? Or do you want to be where Jesus is going? The people thought Zacchaeus, really in essence, was just an evil man. Jesus knew Zacchaeus was just lost. The people thought Jesus was just a teacher. But Zacchaeus came to understand Jesus to be a savior. Jesus was completely uh, Jesus completely surprised Zacchaeus by wanting to go to his house. Caught him totally off guard when he said, "That's where I'm going today." It's the kind of thing that Jesus does. For uh, over the last few weeks, we've heard these stories about Jesus, and Jesus seems to always do what people are not expecting him to do. There are things uh, about Jesus that you and I can generally assume. But then there are those things that he does and says that we don't expect. When the people complained about Jesus' decision, Zacchaeus steps up and shows that he's different now, says things that demonstrate he's different now. One of the simplest and clearest ways that you and I could possibly demonstrate that we're different, that we're following Jesus, is to no longer do the things that what might lead us away from Jesus. That uh, uh, words that don't sound like Jesus, actions that don't look like Jesus. If you struggle with addiction, then you're going to do the things that actually combat the addiction. You're not going to do the things that fuel the addiction. If you blame others for your own mistakes, you begin to take responsibility for your own decisions. When things like that begin to happen, you show people that you're not the person that you used to be. You're not that Zacchaeus. You're now this Zacchaeus. You aren't walking away from Jesus anymore. You're following Jesus. You have started over. You're leaving the past behind you. We're going to talk a little bit more about that next week when we talk about the life of Moses. 
Zacchaeus, to be real simple, was known for taking money from people. And now he's giving money to people. This is Ebenezer Scrooge waking up on Christmas Day. This is Darth Vader being restored to Anakin Skywalker. It's that kind of a monumental, noticeable shift in a person's being in who they are. And Jesus proclaims it as such by endorsing Zacchaeus. Starting over, following Jesus, is not what others say about the life that you used to live. That's not what starting over is. It's a whole new way of living. And if you don't want to be lost, you know you need to have uh, your location where you are. You need to have a destination where you want to be. And you need a way to get there. It's about navigation. So now I want to ask you, how do you want to get there? How are you going to get from the place where you were to the place where you want to be? Have any of you taken an Uber ride? Uber is the millennial word for taxi. It is a transportation service that has become uh, very popular and kind of an alternative to taxis. Recently, Uber released some information on some items that were left in Uber vehicles. People taking rides and getting out of the car quickly and leaving things behind. Uh, The most common items lost? Cell phones, car keys, rings, and wallets. Uber says the most forgetful U.S. city in 2016 was Los Angeles. And uh, uh, on Sundays, uh, the largest spike was found for lost wedding dresses. And Tuesdays saw the largest average increase in lost bathing suits. I don't know what bathing suits has anything to do with Tuesday, but that's the data that they came up with. Here's an interesting list of the most unique items that were found to be lost in Uber cars. Nordic walking poles, a lobster, cornhole boards, a potted plant, an elf cutout, a Nintendo game system, a money bag, and a violin. That's a list of things that were lost. I wonder what a list of people that were lost would look like. Someone who's looking for a job. Someone who's looking for a friend. Someone who had a plan for their life and now it's falling apart. Someone who has no place to go. Someone who has no one to be with. Someone who needs help. Someone who needs hope. Someone who needs Jesus. If you're lost, in order to be unlost, you need to know where you are. 
You need to know where you want to go. And you need to figure out how you're going to get there. Jesus knows exactly who you are and where you are. And even if you have no idea, he knows exactly where you need to go. And if you have any doubt whatsoever, he is going to be your guide. Jesus says, I am the way. And no one comes to the Father, that's the place that you need to go, except through me. Where are you right now? Where do you want to go right now? And who's going to lead you there today? God, thank you for Jesus who comes to us, who calls our name and leads us where we need to go. Father, thank you for the way that you loved us and sent him for us. Help us to not be burdened or discouraged by the voices of the crowd who remember the things that we have done, but help us to hear your voice call us so that we can follow Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen.